the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. That means it's the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as we do every weekday at 4, we're here to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions. Ladies, this is the day that we set aside especially for you. Now, other people can call and we can get other kinds of questions. But uh, Paula is live in the studio with me. If you have any questions or need any encouragement, just call 340-9585. That's 340-9585. You can also call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. You can also use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app if you're driving in your car. And we were out on the roads today, Paul and I, so we know it's kind of crazy out there. Uh, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. That's 340-9585. Well, Paula, we almost made it to a new year, just a couple of days left. I know. How exciting, huh? We made it. Remember, we were going to grow all together. It happened. We are in the process <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I shared this on the on the radio station, but the, the Paula uh, and and my first date. Um, I went to her house on a Friday night. It was March twentieth, nineteen seventy. On March twenty first, I picked her up early in the morning. We went to the beach at Newport Beach in California. And we were, um, I mean, we fell in love instantly. We're walking on the beach. And, and as we're looking, somebody's walking past us. It's this really, really old, old couple. The guy's got his shorts up under his chest, and he's got dark socks on at the beach. The ladies covered up at the beach. But they're holding hands as they walk toward us. And Paula looked at me, and she said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could grow old together like that? Well, we made it. We have made it. We no moo-moos, no, sh- no <laughs> shorts up under the, the chest, but maybe we're on our way, though, huh? <laughs> what a cool day. 47 years ago. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you know what? I'm going to be uh, 40 in the Lord, February 2018. 40 years old now? 40. I married an older woman. Yes, <laughs> wiser as well, right? <laughs> well, maybe not. Yeah, a couple of quick things, Paula, before I turn it over to you, and you, I'll just leave, and you can take the rest of the, of the show. But, but I have some <laughs> questions for you. Oh, you're okay. Uh, okay. Sorry, you can't leave. Uh, two things. Want to want to say happy birthday to our Jocelyn. Uh, it's her birthday today. She is yeah. a singer in our worship band, and yeah. uh, she's been a guest. Her and her husband, Pastor Lane, on the on the program before. Today is her birthday. Yeah. And also, Vanessa, I'm sure you're listening uh, in the hospital. We are praying for you. We love you. We miss you, and want you to get back as quickly as you possibly can. Um, our hearts are with you. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, because we won't be on the show, is Pastor Elaine's birthday. So, happy birthday to you too, baby. Um, okay, so I, I was looking because I keep stuff, you know. Not a 
not, what is it? Not a hoarder or anything like that. Just those important pieces of paper. You keep telling yourself that. I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I did a great job on the garage this year, so you know, step back. So you're feeling off. pretty good about yourself. Oh, huh? you know, I pat myself on the back real good. But I kept this from 2016, the year in 2016. This is my paper um, to reveal more of Himself to me. That's, that was been was my prayer, and this is kind of the Lord's. Uh, Response, seek me, you will find me. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been telling you that for almost 40 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then that I would fall more in love with the one who loves me. And then in uh, quotes, uh, he says, you can trust me, be a woman of faith, not fear. And then this is what you wanted for me in 2016. I have this wrong once for me to enjoy the fact that Jesus loves me even more than I do. And then my word for that year and continues to be is resolve. Okay, so. So in 2007, I know that's 2016, mm -hmm. but 2017, did you resolve? Oh, yes, I've been resolved this whole time. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to remain resolved. So I'm not changing. But um, has he revealed more of himself to me? The, the coolest thing is, um, as you, you know, he says, seek him and he will be found. Um, and then, of course, we all know about this year with you getting sick and stuff, um, sitting at his feet, seeking him. I need you, Lord, I need you. He was right there with me the whole time. So that was pretty cool. And that he said, you can trust me. There was some times because I get nervous, you know, Lord, you're right here with me, right? He says, I told you, you could trust me. So, um and then be a woman of faith and not fear. Well, I was fearful. I'm fearful a lot. You know, but let me butt in here because, uh, you know, for, for uh, almost two years, the Lord's been telling you repeatedly, you can trust him. Yes. You can trust him. And, uh, of course, we, we had no idea what was going to happen in 2018. We'll talk about that a little bit, I'm 17. sure. Or 2017. Mm -hmm. But, um, um, you know, that, that I always say God warns us about the things that we need to be warned about. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it wasn't that you didn't trust him. Uh, we certainly didn't anticipate any difficulties. But uh, this year, 2017, I haven't said this in, since I got saved. I'm glad this year's over. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I know. But, um, um, you know, God is, he, he prepares us. I was talking about this last, last night, night. Mm -hmm. in, in the Bible study, not about this issue, but about being God preparing us. Yeah. Uh, and he prepares us and he knows the future. And all we have to do is be with him where he is. And when those things come, as overwhelming as they may seem to be, mm -hmm. the truth is that we're always prepared because God is faithful to do the work um, that he promised to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and you don't know that until you go through something. You don't even know you need to be prepared until you go through something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was kind of cool when you were, you kept telling me over and over again, but babe, you're ready for this. I'm like, I don't think I was, but you, you were ready for this, babe. And so thank you so much. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm looking at my producer, our producer, actually Ron's producer, is showing me a little tidbit on his computer. It says, it's your almost husband's birthday today. Tall, dark, and Denzel. <laughs> he's 63 today? Oh, man. I thought I was younger than him, but no, he's too young for me. <laughs> I married the right guy. Perfect. That, that's, that's an inside joke. I know, <laughs> I know that doesn't help on a radio program, but uh, Paula, her story, part of her testimony is that that when we met, she was looking for tall, dark, and Denzel, mm -hmm. and she got me, dumpy, yeah. short, and white, yeah. and you know. It was a it was a blind date, you know. I, I, um, you knew who I was, but I didn't know who you were when the mutual friend Larry said, there's a guy coming to, he, he wants to meet you, and I gave him your number, and we talked on the phone and stuff, so I had no idea what you looked like. So when I opened the door, and it wasn't Denzel Washington, but it was you. <laughs> It was cute because that's when the Lord said, this is the one for life. And it was like love at first sight in just a matter of seconds. <laughs> Bizarre, but how cool. Hey, Paul, before you get started, if anybody in the audience wants to talk about uh, a little bit briefly about their 2017 or what the Lord is sort of speaking to them for 2018, we'd love to invite you to call at 340-9585. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I wrote these down. These are words to Ron 
for 2017. And this is what you said, that we were to guard our hearts. It was the year of the impossible. Third thing, things are going to speed up. And then you said this. This was the Christmas message, not the New Year's message. May our prayer be not an easy life or heal our bodies, but we are the Lord's servant. May it be unto us as you have spoken. And when I read that back to you, I think, I don't know how many months ago, you said, I should just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what he spoke to me at the end of last year. Yes. 2016. 2000. To prepare us for 2017. No, this was the Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Words for 2017. For 2017. That's right. Yes, right. That's right. So, guard our hearts. Yeah. Year of the impossible. And I think you said just last night that this is really almost been the impossible year. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a big difference. I'm still trying to discern <laughs> what the difference is as the Lord intended it. But, uh-huh. but, but it has been um, um, a difficult year. It's, it's been a difficult year for, for our church uh, financially. It's been a difficult year for um, me physically. That was difficult for the uh, church as well. That that was difficult for the church. Certainly mm-hmm. that was difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you get to be our age and you're experiencing things you've never experienced before, it's all difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we've seen God faithful. Yeah. Um, I'm better. Yeah. And uh, it's just one of those things that until you go through it, you don't really understand it. You think you do because you go through it with so many other people, mm-hmm. but you don't really understand it until you go through it yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to that place where a doctor says sudden cardiac death and you think, wait a minute, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. And from the very beginning, just so everybody has a little bit of a background here, from the very beginning of this whole process, and it started pretty early in the year. It started in March. Yeah, I've got my calendar here. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll be able to <laughs> yeah. tell you when you got sick. Yeah. Um, um, the Lord, the Lord made it clear that He's not done with us. Um, it's, it's not hard to have faith because He's so faithful. But when you're looking at those kind of um, uh, crises, it's, it's almost like, well, I mean, I almost died. I could die again, and, you know. But, but, but God said He's not done with us, and we really had to hold on to that, didn't we, Paul? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it didn't. It didn't look like it. it. Didn't feel like it for a while. But I tell you what, um, there were several things. But in particular, um, the way that you have uh, raised up your pastors here, they were able to step in at a moment's notice. And even Pastor Ken was saying how it really helped him to be ready in season, out of season, at all times, and um, it just prepared him for whatever comes that he would be, you know, ready to just, I mean, it kept him in God's word and it kept him closer. Um, so that, that was a cool thing. And, and like you said, you grow more, it seems like, through the difficulties than the everyday, ooh, everything's just going fine. Um, so I think we all grew um, through, through this time. So, you know, God doesn't waste anything. So... It yeah, I, I learned I learned uh, two lessons I think that are are bigger through this than than all of the others. The first um, is that that as a patient, um, you're still representing the Lord. You still have to be kind, <laughs> and and uh, you know you can't be grumpy just because you don't feel well or because mm-hmm. you're afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and we honestly did a lot of ministering. Mm-hmm. In the hospital and yep. and in the time thereafter, mm-hmm. um, um, the second thing I learned that that I've always known, but but it, it became really really clear, is that God doesn't need me. You know, the time is going to come when I turn over this church to somebody smarter and better looking and younger and more <laughs> energetic and more capable, um, and and obviously Pastor Ken is that man, um, but things are fine when I'm gone. Now, I'm not done and I don't want to stop, but um, God doesn't need me. And what that did, Paula, for me was create in me a sense of gratitude that I get to be used. Mm-hmm. You know, if if God needed me, mm-hmm. then, um, you know, it's almost like I have to be used. But, but this is all privilege. 
uh, I get to be used by the Lord. I get to minister to uh, this church body, which is just the, the most wonderful group of people ever. Uh, I get to, to do this radio program, and, and we get to talk to people, thousands upon thousands of people every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like I'm the only one that God could use. It's just that I'm the one he chose, and it delights him to be able to use me. And that has in, increased, maybe even renewed uh, to a greater degree, a sense of, of gratitude uh, and awe, really, that when he could be using anybody, God has chosen to use me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not that I have to do this. I get to do this. And I only want to do this as long as the Lord wants me to. Yeah, I get it. So, so it, it became... It sounds so cliche, real, um, that that this isn't something I have to do. It's something that I get mm-hmm. to do. It's it's one of those things where you you weren't taking it for granted anyway, but it's just a bigger privilege. Yeah. The light on the, the light on that privilege has just been kicked up a notch. I yeah, guess. you know, I, I I never there wasn't a moment when I thought about well, you know, I need to slow down or I need to stop. Uh, or God is is using this to sort of move me out of the way. Mm-hmm. There was never a second of that. There was just a sense of, uh, and, and I hope, and I don't know because this is future yet, but I hope that when the Lord says it's time for me to stop, uh, I'll be ready to stop, and I'll, I, you know, I won't hold on to something that that's no longer mine. Mm-hmm. But in this particular instance, I knew uh, through this whole time that. Um, that I wasn't finished, that God still had more and um, was sort of bringing me to a a deeper place of compassion Mm -hmm. for others who are hurting. You know, having been healthy Mm -hmm. my whole life, Mm -hmm. uh, you have been healthy your whole life and and experiencing really great health. um, We now understand what a gift from God that is because it's not the norm. Mm -hmm. It's not the norm. And um, you know, to, to, to be able to say, Jesus, you and I, we can do this together, whether you feel like it or not. Um, there's a sense of, of uh, satisfaction. I don't mean uh, prideful satisfaction, but a sense of, uh, Jesus, you did it again. Mm-hmm. You did it again. So uh, it's been a difficult year, but it's been a year of a lot of personal growth, mm-hmm. which which has made it a good year. It's a good year. Yeah, and speaking of personal growth, you know, I, I know you asked me a couple of weeks ago start thinking about this sh- last uh, show of the year, and so I was thinking, and um, how the Lord has changed me. You know how you you pray, Lord, make me more like you, um, and and even listening to the show, and coming to the church, and hearing the responses um, that the Lord would have, and then hearing how you and I've been saying this on the radio quite a bit. I not only want to know what to say but with what heart which will turn into how to best say it and so i can tell for myself and i'm not i haven't mastered this or anything but i am more sad instead of mad at those who've disappointed me um personally those who refuse salvation that's not personal that's on them um i'm more sad not mad you know, and and the and the Christians, um, well, that that goes back to being the disappointing me. Again, I'm more sad and not mad, and that's that's a big growth for me because I just because what happens with me if I get fearful or upset, then it kind of looks like I'm angry or it sounds like I'm angry instead of being sad. I can I realize now that I'm really sad, not just for me but more for them of what they're losing out on, what they're missing out on. Because, you know, not in a proud way for me and you, but like you said, these are the best people. This body of believers that we've had here are just like gold. And for people who come here and leave this body, I'm really sad for them because it's not about Pastor Ron and Paula. It's about all the other people that God has brought here and what he's doing in them and through them. So I'm praising the Lord because he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if only you knew, I'd come to gather you as a mother gathers her chicks. 
and you wouldn't, you wouldn't accept me. So I'm more sad instead of mad. Mad would be like you boot the vipers, you know, to the to the Pharisees and Sadducees. You know, I, it's not that. I'm more sad. So that's a big growth for me. And then, you, you know, before you go okay. on, I, I think one thing every pastor and his wife has to learn is how to serve with joy with broken hearts. Mm-hmm. And and people are a constant source of broken hearts, and um, um, yet the joy of the Lord remains. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's always that tension between those two extremes that we have to balance emotionally. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy. But it, when you hold on to Jesus, because what I've, I'm learning or learned is they may come back. They're just hurting too. And the, and the phrase we say all the time: people are the way they are for a reason. Um, they may have been disappointed, and their disappointment may show in anger and frustration. Um, but then somewhere down the road, when they sit with the Lord and he talks to them, they'll have a better understanding of, you know, when she said this or when he said that. They were just really loving us, not letting us get away with um, maybe a bad attitude or a bad action. They really love us, just like a real mom and dad. You know, you live in my house, yes, but you know the rules. And I love you. I'm always going to love you. But if you don't want to abide by the rules, there's the door, you know, kind of a thing. And come back when you want to live here. So, um, okay, so my second thing. Did you want to say something? Well, I just want to say uh, we've got about five minutes left in this half of the program. But for the rest of the program, we'd love any comments that anybody has in the audience. Uh, especially as it relates to, to what you're looking forward to the Lord doing in your life in 2018. The end of a year is a great time. Not We're not talking about New Year's resolutions, but we're talking about resolving mm-hmm. in the sense that, okay, this is what the Lord has been speaking to my heart, mm-hmm. and this is how close I want to get. Mm-hmm. We want to make 2018 our most Jesus year ever, and um, we'd love to hear what the Lord is speaking to your heart about that for your life. Mm-hmm. You know, as I'm looking back at my my words or my prayer to the Lord of 2016 for 2017, you know, reveal more of himself to me. Well, that's what he's done. He's revealed more of himself to me, and we want to be like, I want to be like him. And so he's given me his eyes, his heart better for people. Um, and so my second thing is I'm softer at my approach seeing people through his eyes of love. Um, for instance, those who aren't believers and, you know, where maybe sometimes I'm either at the gym or I'm at H-E-B or at the mall or wherever I am, um, and I hear people who are hard um, in their language, you know, it's very colorful in a bad way, colorful, Um, you know, that used to just irritate me. And then I can, I, I'm now able to look at them with, with Jesus' eyes, you know, because usually people who like are raw, raring, they are trying to make themselves bigger than the others just to be kind of intimidating. And so I can, I, I'm able to look at them, I'm able to speak if, if I have the opportunity with a softness, like it's really not necessary, you know, to be like that. I know one who can help you with with that. And then even um, when you're talking to people about being saved, um, I used to want to just close the deal, Pastor Ron. <laughs> you got to get saved right now. You know what I'm saying is true, right? You know I'm telling you the truth. You're a sinner. So, so what are you, what's keeping you from saying You know saying what I'm yes? saying? That's exactly right. And so what's the deal? Get saved or just go to hell. You know, kind of, that used to be my approach. But not anymore. It's like, oh, baby, you don't understand how, how, um, how much Jesus loves you. And sorry, but you get me to be the one to tell you. Um, but, you know, I don't have to worry about closing the deal. I just have to present Jesus and proclaim who he is. And then it's up to them. And I can walk away. And I don't even lose sleep anymore over it. Like, did I say it wrong? Remember back in the day, Pastor <laughs> You know this. Back in the day, I would lead somebody to the Lord. I mean, they would accept Jesus. And then I would go home and get you. You got to get in the car. We have to go over here to make sure I did this right. <laughs> well, 
I, I, if there is no right or wrong way. People know they're sinners, and you lead them to the Lord, you know, and then it's up to them and Jesus. And, and I've just, I'm, I'm, I'm much more relaxed about it now. If they get saved, that's on the Lord. And you said this, I think, on the radio yesterday. Um, he's not lost one. Yeah, you said this yesterday, yeah. He's not lost one, so I can't mess it up. So I, I, I'm really, really pretty okay with that. And then the last thing, um, earlier this year, I think right before um, our vacation, the Lord, you know how you kept saying, you can trust me, you can trust me? Well, he said, be patient with me. Now, I thought that was odd for me to be patient with Jesus. When I'm thankful, he's patient with me. But I didn't I didn't understand that, and I'm not really sure if I do yet, but that's what he was saying, be patient with me. So if you want to go into the <laughs> second half, I don't know you gave the phone numbers yet today. Yeah, I, I've done a couple of times. Okay. Uh, we'd love any, any comments or thoughts regarding your 2018 with the Lord, 340-9585 for your live calls or toll-free 877-630-5757. You're listening to the Date Day Edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the last radio show that Paula has this year in 2017. And let me interrupt just for a second because uh, we just during the commercial break, one of those commercials was from Pastor Ed Hernandez from Riverview Calvary Chapel in New Braunfels. He is somebody that came out of our church. Uh, we love Ed. I couldn't recommend him enough uh, for those of you who are in the New Braunfels area out there. Not only that, but in early 2018, uh, Ed is going to be planning a church in Seguin as well, uh, doing a Sunday afternoon service. Uh, in Seguin. Uh, Ed is a church planner. Uh, got saved in our church many years ago. We sent him out to uh, uh, McAllen uh, and then uh, he planted that church and got it going and then went and planted again in the Irving area in, in Dallas mm-hmm. or in the Dallas mm-hmm. area. Uh, and uh, we finally um, convinced him to come back home, at least closer to home. Uh, and uh, if you're in the New Brunfels area and you're looking for a church, uh, Ed and Melissa are just the best. Mm-hmm. I love them with all of mm-hmm. my heart. So um, that's about as strong an endorsement as I can can get. Paula, before you look at your calendar, okay. the one thing that, that you have been saying this year more than any other, and I'm sure this is something that will go over into 2018, but in ministering to, to women who are really hurting, women who maybe are lashing out, because they, they haven't been treated the way God wants them to be treated or loved the way God wants them to be loved. Uh, your constant refrain has been, you just don't know how valuable you are to God. Yeah. Would you talk about that for a minute? Hmm. Knowing our value to Jesus, when he says in Song of Solomon, all beautiful you are, my darling, there is no flaw in you. Well, the problem is, and you say this often too, is if we spend more time with the world, our own thoughts, um, or anyone else besides Jesus, we will, we will be, begin or we will continue believing the negative instead of what's true with Jesus. He sees us beautiful and perfect, even though we still see our own f- flaws and faults. He doesn't. So spending more time with him, um, also in that it says his left arm is under my my back and his right arm is over my chest. If we will lay down um, or be still and hear him say, I love you, um, we'll be much better off. And you said you said this, I think it was Sunday, um, to believe him, to believe what he thinks and what he says about us. You know, so many women, and, and sadly, even Christian women with professing Christian husbands, 
um, they're, they're, they're picked on all the time, you know, you're, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you're not thin enough, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the, the, the specific complaint. Mm-hmm. And we're so quick to believe what we hear in this physical world and slow to believe what Jesus has declared about us. Yeah. And, and there's no other way to know our value. We've got to be able to know that Jesus thinks we're perfect. Um, we're always in the process of being made more like him day after day. But uh, if we'd start believing that, we'd start living it. Yeah. If, if we would know that we are accepted in the beloved um, and stop looking for approval and acceptance from it starts with your mom, usually your mom and your dad. You're, you're always trying to measure up, you know, or sorry, get good grades or, or be the best at your sport or be the prettiest, the thinnest, uh, whatever. We're always fighting to be number one at something, anything, you know. And um, the Lord says, but I see you as number one. I was talking uh with you and then the, the manager at the pancake house today saying, um, I have two clocks and then uh, a plaque. And this is what all three of them say. Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite. And so if we will, not in an arrogant way, but in, in, in you know me, I've been a cheerleader my whole life. So I've been trying to cheer myself on for a lot of years in believing and trusting Jesus. Um, but if I will spend... Uh, more time with him than um, believing what other people have said about me or even um, what I hear in my own thoughts, um, I will be much, we would all be much better off. Yeah, and, and see, we, we can be cheerleaders, encouragers, exhorters for other people, mm-hmm. but we don't need to be exhorters or encouragers or cheerleaders for ourselves because we've already got that big cheerleader. Yes, in, he's in the heaven. one. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's always constantly reaffirming us. Mm-hmm. He's, he's constantly letting us know how thrilled he is mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. What we've got to do is actually have the faith to believe that. Yeah. And until we believe it, yeah. uh, we won't know our value to the Lord. That's right. And you know that the thing is, um, knowing our value will show, and then other people who need to know their value will be able to listen to us because they will see that it's really real in our lives. Well, I said earlier we don't do resolutions around here, but there's a resolution that is more resolve than anything else. Everybody in this listening audience, if you will purpose in your heart to find out how valuable you are to God mm-hmm. in 2018, mm-hmm. well then I promise you can't help but to, to have a great year in 2018 because every day yeah. you'll be hanging out with the lover of your soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's not picking, he's not criticizing, he's just looking at you and saying, you're perfect, you're beautiful, I've checked you out head to toe, there's no flaw. Yeah. And and then pretty soon, if you spend enough time with the Lord, pretty soon you're going to believe it. And nothing will change your life more than that. That's right. And that th- what you say every morning is, you know, okay, Lord, what about me? What about today? Because he wants to hang out with me. You know, not everybody wants to hang out with me. But who, who doesn't? Oh, who, well. Some, I'll, I'll write um, their names down. <laughs> but somebody, somebody, somewhere doesn't want to hang out with me. I don't. I can't name him. But Jesus definitely wants to hang out with me. When I first wake up in the morning, he's right there going, hey, how's it going? You didn't sleep that well last night, but that's okay. We got to talk during the night, and I got plans for us today. So I get to say, okay, what about me? What about today? Who, Lord, can, can we minister to? Who can I share my faith with so that I will know even better all the things that you have given to me and so it's kind of exciting life (laughs) it's an exciting life so know your value your value Mm. is not in in how you look you know the thinnest the tallest the prettiest the smartest you know none of that matters he looks at the heart man looks on the outside Mm. but jesus looks at the heart and is your heart for him is it with him and yeah. that's what that's what's key. And, and I think I think while while God could care less about your waistline, um, or or how you dress, um, I, I think one of the things that we can all do to enable us to spend time with Jesus and to serve Him is to make 2018 a healthier year. Yeah, um, good thing you did because that's what the doctor said. Good thing you were in such good shape because that sudden cardiac death would have been you. Yeah. 
he said, good thing you are in shape. Yes, I totally agree. It's not about Jesus could care less, but he does want us to be healthy enough to be able to serve him. Yeah. And and you know what else, too? I could let myself go. I'm married to you. You're a Christian, man. You're stuck with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I could have that kind of attitude, but that wouldn't be right. I want to put my best foot forward, not only for Jesus, but for you. You know, I mean, the people in our church... And I was saying, I think Monday night when I taught, I was said I told them every once in a while I would ask you, how am I doing as your wife and as the pastor's wife of this church? Um, I haven't asked you that in a long time, but I'm bringing it up to you now. You can tell me later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, everybody's watching our marriage, how you relate to me how I'm respecting you, how I'm honoring you. Um, you know, we hold hands. We even kiss. People take our picture, and I don't know when this started, but I love it. They take a picture, and you kiss me. So I was like, oh, remember, you owe me a bunch of them. <laughs> I forgot to collect all those. For Christmas. For Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you owe me. Um, but just that, how we relate to each other. But I want to look good for you. When you leave me in the morning, you know, after we've gone to the gym and work out and stuff. When you come home that night, I don't want to look the same. I want to have taken a shower, you know, combed my hair, all that stuff, and put on some decent clothes. I want I want to be at my best for you. And that's in the physical, but in the spiritual, I want to be at my best for Jesus. And those are practical things that we can all do. Um, and, and doing those things, as practical as they are, will will help you fight discouragement and depression and all the other attacks that the enemy is sure to bring in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. But but we've got to understand, we, we take the offense um, when it comes to, to, to our time with Jesus. We, we don't just wait, sit back, and, and wait for things to happen mm-hmm. and then respond. We we take the offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the the ones that are proactive in doing these things. And being healthy, as healthy as you can, if mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about your condition, um, as uh, you do what you can do yeah. to, to, to be of more use to the Lord. Yeah. Because, again, that's when your life gets richer and fuller. Mm-hmm. And I've had people say, I can't join the gym like you. I said, you don't need a gym like me. If you have stairs, walk the stairs. If you have soup cans get the same weight in each hand do some push-ups do some sit-ups do something you could do something lift your legs you know out to the side to the back to the walk around the block you can do something and so you don't have to have a formal gym stand in shape doesn't have to cost money it just costs some time that's all. Yeah, and we we could exercise at home, except I just hate defiling my home with <laughs> exercise. There's, there's you a, won't have a separate space. There's an huh? evil place yeah. that I can call the gym, and I've <laughs> got to go do that. But but at home, it's 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 a place of peace. And, yeah. Yeah. and I don't want to be tempted <laughs> to ruin that peace by bringing exercise into my home. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, but we could do something. And you know, talking about uh, falling into depression, you know. Because this is that time of year where a lot of people talk about depression. And, and you said you are going to talk about suicide this next Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, but, you know, get up. Get out of bed. Um, clean the garage. Uh, do something. Clean a room. Uh, don't just lay around because that's when the enemy really attacks. Don't be alone necessarily because that's when he, he really loves to do his, his evil work. Make yourself call somebody. Uh, if the phone rings, answer it. It's probably somebody on the other end who wants to encourage you. And if not, um, you just resolve, even no, no matter how bad you might feel, you can still tell the truth about Jesus. He's real. Heaven is real. He wants all to be saved and go to heaven. And as you minister to someone else, really your problems will um, begin to not, not go away but they'll be put on the back shelf while you're ministering to someone else. You know, Paul, you bring that up. And, and um, one of the things I learned through this whole thing with my health this year, uh, I, I had to deal with people ministering to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not usually the case. Yeah. And and it's humbling. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it feels wrong. Um, I'm, I'm the one that God chose to minister here yeah. to the people that, yeah. that he loves, that I love. Uh, and suddenly there were people who were afraid and they wanted to help. And um, my the, the way I would typically deal with stuff is just all on my own. I'll just, you know, I'll be back when I'm okay, mm-hmm, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord not only showed me how much kindness there is in the hearts of people, um, but he showed me that one way I can serve him and them is to let them use their gifts yeah. of kindness and compassion and mercy yeah. and all of those things. And, um, you know, it, it was very awkward at first, but the truth is is um, you appreciate how much love God has deposited into their hearts mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. And, you know, I've been saved 27 years or almost 27 years. And, and that's not so long ago that I can't remember a time when nobody loved me. Mm-hmm. They, they tolerated me because I made them money, mm-hmm. but they didn't love me. And now I'm surrounded with all these people who care. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a little overwhelming at times. And that's just Jesus in heaven saying, see, that's my love being poured out to you. Yeah. My gratitude being poured out to you mm-hmm. through the people that I love and the people that I've called. Yeah, yeah. It was um, so sweet because, you know, they wanted to help you at the same time they were helping me. You know, because they could, they could tell. That's, that was scary for a while. And so, yeah, there's some people here that you don't even have to really call them. They just know. And they just serve, and and they really did make life a lot easier. So, and, and, and you I, know, I, before you move on, that that's that's the one reason I get I still get angry um, with people who claim to be Christians but think they don't need to be a part of the church. Oh yeah. If yeah. we were all alone in this this past year, it would have crushed us. Mm-hmm. And we weren't all alone. No. And we need a body to comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received from mm-hmm. God or to receive that comfort mm-hmm. from people who have been comforted by God. Uh, and and the church body, this beautiful, beautiful church body, had a question yesterday yeah. about church. It said, you know, yeah. well, geez, I love you, Jesus, but your wife is ugly. Uh-huh. Um, uh, when we mistreat Jesus' church, we're the ones. We justify it. We rationalize it in our self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. But we're the ones in sin. We're the ones who've fallen away yeah. from what the Lord has for us. Yeah. And and it won't. Your life won't get better. You think you know. I, I, my only day to rest, or you know, you stay home and you just watch church on TV. You don't have to submit to authority to anybody. You don't have to serve anybody. You're getting ripped off and to be. You don't get served either. You don't get served yeah. either. True. So, it's just not right. Get up. The kids say, "Get up, take a shower, get dressed, and go to church." <laughs> okay, three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any questions or comments, if maybe the Lord is speaking to your heart about your two thousand eighteen, we've got a little bit of time left to hear it. Paula, you're going. You're looking at your calendar. I'm looking at my calendar. And I was just thanking the Lord because on the first of January this year, um, you dedicated one of our miracle babies. You know, um, David and Amanda Mendoza had. You know, they couldn't have kids, and they have four because she couldn't carry for very long. She has four in heaven, and, um, and so they they decided, okay, we'll adopt. They got four at one time, you know, <laughs> and then uh, then David was sent away militarily, you know, deployed, and then he came back, and I don't think he was back too long when we're pregnant, and that was scary because she'd been pregnant before, but she was never able to carry full term. Well, this church started praying like crazy. Um, our... our, our Kindergartens, first graders, and third, second graders yeah. prayed every single day yeah. of that pregnancy for yeah. this baby. Yeah, and um, I know that the doctors found something. She had a little minor, well, it's probably minor to everybody else, but a surgery is a surgery. It's major if it was me. Um, and on January 1st of this year, you dedicated Michaela Mendoza. 
what a way to start the year out, right? <laughs> With just a miracle from the Lord. Amazing. And that little girl, she just turned one. She is about as beautiful as they come. She loves to be in worship. She's the one you were talking about. She can't walk yet, but they, you know, she was standing there just rocking out at, at worship a couple of Sundays ago. Um, let me see. And Oh, yeah, it was in March, Pastor Ron, when you got sick. It was March. And I had been saying, babe, please go to the doctor. Please go to the doctor. And you're like, no, it's just the allergies. Well, you finally went to the doctor, Peter, on March 21st. That's when he said, let's do a EKG. And it came back abnormal. And so, yeah. See, I... It just did not, I knew this whole thing was Peter's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You talk about scary. Uh, the 21st, you went to the doctor. On the 22nd, you passed out here at work. I'm picking up Gene Davis that night after church because um, you didn't do radio or church that day. I'm picking up Gene Davis because the next day is the women's retreat. That's how I went to the women's retreat. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Peter picked you up on the day I'm going to the women's retreat to take you to the cardiologist. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it's been a rough year. Um, and then the next week, you know, you have the heart test, and then we do the Texas-Oklahoma Pastors Conference in Dallas. Did you speak there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Lord Jesus, hold him up. No passing out while we're on this trip. Please. And then, um, yes, things just started happening. Our roof went crazy. Had to have roofers coming. I was like, come on. You missed Tyler and Victoria's wedding on the 8th of April because you were you're sick. It was just it was, it was bad. Um, didn't have radio on April 10th because had to go to the heart doctor again. You know, just, ugh. And then I go out of town, Lachelle and I are in, out of town doing a, a women's retreat. When was that? Oh, yeah, that's in May. And um, while, you know, you get the second, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, he missed. Um, Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday, yikes. I went to church. And I'm a guy that just doesn't miss things. No, <laughs> no, you don't miss stuff. And, and a bunch of Wednesdays in there you had to miss where Ken and Juan and Pastor Rich, they were all taken up for you. A couple of Fridays, in fact, too. So it, it was not a fun time at all. Um, and so the second opinion doctors coming around. But before that, Lachelle and I are out of town doing a... Uh, women's retreat and the whole time I'm there I'm thinking please don't let my husband die <laughs> while I'm out of town that just wouldn't be right right um, but then that's you had to wear the halter monitor and this is before the seniors you know the luncheon and uh, the awards thing and it was horrible I spent my birthday being operated on yeah <laughs> Actually, we got to come home on your birthday. You got, had the surgery the day before. Um, so we go, get to go on vacation, praise the Lord, because we were afraid that, you know, you couldn't fly with the fibular face. Do you know maker. how looking forward to vacation this year I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, baby. Um, but poor thing, you were just not a whole lot of fun, you know, on vacation because you were just having to rest and your heart is healing and, you know, I know you felt bad because you couldn't do all the things you wanted to do, but um, it was okay. You were with me. And so that was um, vacation enough. It was awesome. So you're all better. We get back, you know, and not too long after that, the doctors release you to start working out at the gym again. And at the beginning, I thought, he's going to kill us both. Because <laughs> you had missed and you were ready to get, get to it. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was thrilled. Um, let me see, what else? Oh, Calvary Kids Bible School. You know, because Grandma, I'm still the Grandma of the church, you know, still dancing and singing with them. Um, and I made it again this year. Praise the Lord. Oh, let me go back. On July the 9th, five years on this live radio show of KSLR, on July the 9th. <laughs> Mm 
July 9th, wasn't it the, the anniversary of Davina's death, too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the most precious girls in the world mm -hmm. uh, was murdered July 9th, 1990, no, 2003. 2004. 2004. Yeah, I think it's 2004. So, so July 9th bad thing and then the good thing the radio program. Paula, we're inside two minutes, so okay. we don't have time to go through the whole year. I know. I love it, though. I like looking back at, at what the Lord has done over And she actually has these notes on a calendar. Oh, yeah. I got it for, all. For, for the year of 2017. <laughs> so. Yep. Well, what do you want to say to our audience says at the end? You've got less than two minutes now to prepare for 2018. Mm -hmm. um, again, knowing your value. And that's just that's not just women. That's men, too, because we're talking about uh, mostly women who don't know their value because of the, the men that are in their lives. Well, you men need to know your value as well so that you won't be feeling like you have to put other people down in order to make yourselves feel better. And so you need to know that Jesus really loves you. You're his bride as well. You are precious and valuable to him. And so for um, 2018, you know, most people want to be better. You know, it's in our hearts. We want to be better. Well, you can only be better, one, if you're a Christian, because you have the Holy Spirit who will help you. Um, and two, as a Christian, um, deny yourself and, and acknowledge him, and, and he will help you to be the man or the woman that he's created you to be. Well, I'll be back tomorrow with a live program at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. Um, I'll tell you Happy New Year then. But, Paula, you can tell everybody in the audience Happy New Year mm. now. Happy New Year to everybody. And thank you so much for your love demonstrated to Pastor Ron and me over this year. Just, We really appreciate it. God bless we, you. We get to run into so many of you out and about uh, in our daily travels. And it's just really, really nice to know that you take the time to tune in. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And remember her word, resolve. Resolve that 2018 will be your most Jesus year ever. Mm -hmm. um, God bless you. I'll be back tomorrow at 4. See you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The word to stand on for life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.